This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Welcome to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton. I'm back in the studio this morning. Um, Derek and I never know where I'm at. I'm either, you know, on Zoom or in the studio this morning. I'm in the studio and really, really happy to have with me Jason Rome, who has taken over the Fisher Theater and is helping uh, to drive it to great places. And we're excited about that. And we're also pleased, uh, always, to have with us Maestro Jeremy Swirling, who heads up the Danville Symphony. And uh, it's been my pleasure over the years to talk many, many times with Jeremy about music and the symphony itself and our arts community. And it's always a joy to have him. So good morning, gentlemen, and thank you for being here. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Linda. So let's start out, uh, first of all, with why Jason Rome and Jeremy Swirling are sitting here to talk about the Fisher and the Symphony, because still folks not <laughs> sure about that whole uh, marriage, union, uh, merge, whatever. Uh, so let's talk <laughs> about that a little bit and explain it to people how it's going to work. Sure. And then we're going to talk about the upcoming symphony. Yeah, well, I mean, that's uh, talking about the upcoming symphony is kind of the reason why we're going to be talking about all of this other fun stuff on how we get there, right? The, the, sure. the purpose of the exercise um, is really to, to ensure that the symphony continues, you know, onward and upward in terms of its ability to perform here uh, in Danville and and remain healthy and robust and, and doing great things. And so uh, the symphony, like a lot of organizations, um, not just in our community, but all over the country, is, is uh, you know, re-examining and going through transitions, uh, you know, brought about by the pandemic and, you know, a number of other factors. And so in, in that conversation, um, I've been fortunate enough to be a board member of the symphony for, I was six years and I was, was actually mm-hmm. cycling off, right? It was my time to, to kind of ride off into the sunset. But nobody ever. Yeah, that nobody never happens, ever right? Walks nobody. Away from yeah, it can't work that way. <laughs> so, um, so, so anyways, w- what ended up resulting in is an opportunity for what we've started at the Fisher Theater in terms of, you know, operating it as a business, um, were things that would really benefit and help out the symphony uh, and and so uh, when they were transitioning into looking at you know acquiring a new executive director and, and sort of front office business staff um, there became a time to have that conversation where, where maybe we thought that there was a way that our two organizations could work together um, create some efficiencies um, you know one thing that I, I'm able to offer uh, in my role at the Fisher is essentially you know a full-time you know staff that can can mind the needs of the symphony on a full-time basis uh, and that's something that a lot of arts organizations really don't have the luxury of being able to afford, you know, it's, uh, you know, having a full-time staff that can handle financials and so on and so forth um, is not something that most fine arts organizations and, you know, nonprofits are able to do. So this is a way where we can build efficiencies and grow stronger together. So um, that was the nature of the the agreement, uh, the marriage proposal, whatever, you know, we want to deem it as, but it's, it's two really, um, I think, treasured uh, nonprofits in our community that have very aligned missions, um, having the opportunity to work together to make each other better. And it seems to be, you know, not just good on paper, but but good in real real life. So. I'm sure you said really interesting things, but I was totally distracted because I realized your <laughs> face mask is a Marvel face mask. Yeah. And Marvel Marvel's our new obsession at the Bolton House. Oh, okay. So, so I'm I, busy looking at all the symbols. 
So I'm sure you said really I important said, things. Yeah, right? very, very I important things. I looked like I was paying attention, <laughs> but I was. It's uh, <laughs> we were just talking before we went on air. Jeremy was asking me what it's like to not wear suits every day, you know, because I came from a world of banking, and I used to let my kids pick out my ties, you know, and things like that. No, now, now, now yeah, thank, yeah, thankfully there's a pandemic, right? Because now I've still got something for my my kids to help me pick out. So oh, there, you, there you go. Oh, it's a great face mask. I love it. I love it. So Jeremy, um. Gosh, you've been doing this for a day or two. Um, your commitment to our community, uh, I've always been impressed with that because we are a small community, but by golly, we do support the arts, and we particularly support the symphony. But as Jason was saying, that gets harder and harder and harder cost-wise. So tell me how it's been over the last year or so for the Danville Symphony. Um, I think... You know, in in a lot of ways, it's been an an opportunity, a glass half full. Uh, I like to look at things whenever possible that way, and um, a lot of a lot of good things are coming out of it. Um, mo- most notably, you know, this the beginning of this arrangement with the theater and 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 Jason. It's uh, it's got a lot of positive things about it, and to just tag on to what Jason was saying. Um, you know the the symphony has always been in a in a slightly difficult position administratively where it doesn't have quite enough activity mm-hmm. uh, or 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 audience or donor base to maintain a true full time administrator. Yeah. Um, but it's got just enough to require I don't know something something more than half time and something not quite full time in the way of administrators. And so we've always kind of been stuck in between, and it's been difficult to find uh, administrative support that, you know, that that could do all the things, mm-hmm. check all the boxes that needed to be checked. So this arrangement here is is probably in my mind a first phase um, in in exploring. Okay, how many of these boxes can we check, and what boxes mm-hmm. will be left over that maybe we can fill another way so you know we'll see we'll see how it goes the the early signs are extremely promising uh, for me personally as a music director it's been awesome to be working with somebody who already knows the symphony sure. who already knows the community who already knows the board members who already knows me and who is um who who is committed to the arts and and actually a a truly interested and knowledgeable arts patron himself. A, a lot of the executive directors we've had in the past have not come from backgrounds where they were truly experienced in the arts, um, and sometimes not really committed to it either. Yep, you're right. And and That's so true. so this is a really good combination, you know. And I think you know, the year will tell, time will tell. But so far, it's, there's a lot of good to be said about it. Yeah, and if I could piggyback off of that real sure. quick, I mean, I think the thing to emphasize too is that. Um, Timing is really everything, and, and what what I think what, what the point Jeremy's making is this: this is sort of an experiment in process, right? Um, at the end of the day, um, you know, it takes a long time to begin a national search or you know whatever an organization is going to do to try to find new leadership, new administration, you know, that sort of thing. And so, um, this partnership was one of you know if, if the symphony we really wanted to have a season this year, you know, we we already had to sit one out because of the pandemic. There's an opportunity to to play again. And um, so, so what this partnership is doing is really allowing the symphony to do that, right? And so it, it, we, we all sort of have this loose agreement that, you know, we've got the, the basics, you know, 
hammered out. Um, but this is very much an exploratory process where um, we're agreeing both organizations essentially to the, the, the purpose of the exercise is most important and we can work out details as we go. So that's that's kind of the, the learning experience that Jeremy's talking about is that we by no means have all of the answers no. right now. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting learning experience to figure out new ways maybe that the symphony can operate and hasn't before and new ways that, that you know, we can operate as a theater too. So it's very much a mutual, mutually beneficial arrangement where we were helping each other in real time. Well, and I also think um, from the community's perspective, the fact that you were all being that physically careful and realizing we can cut out a bunch of money over here and make sure we pre present that, but we can still run right. Hmm. And so finding it, exploring new ways, new opportunities to do things, Again, it's one of those weird things that kind of seems to be coming out of COVID that we're figuring out better ways to do things. And I think it's extremely important. Yeah, it's we're the going, mother of all invention, right? Exactly. We're going to go to break, but when we come back, we're going to talk just a little bit more. About the music. Yes. About the music, because we love to talk about the music. And we're going to do you. that in just a moment on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton in the studio this morning with maestro Jeremy Swirling, Dandel Symphony, and Jason Rome Fisher Theater. So, maestro, let's talk music. All right, Linda. So, you had a less than happy season last year, <laughs> dominated by, by COVID. So, what are we looking at now? What's well, going on? We are starting the season this Saturday. October 2nd at 7.30 at the Fisher Theater in downtown Danville. This will be the first uh, full orchestra concert on the stage of the Fisher probably ever. Yep, that'd be uh, my guess. We did have the country music concert mm -hmm. um, a year and a half ago. That was kind of a chamber orchestra, and that was, that was quite successful. And so uh, mm. we're going to put the whole orchestra on the stage, and we are doing a concert called the Roaring Twenties. I call it the Roaring Twenties and Beyond. And the reason we chose that program is because I wanted to pick pick music from an era when when the Fisher was mm -hmm. in at mm -hmm. one of its peaks at, its peak, at yeah. its peak. And although we won't be performing music in there that was likely performed in the twenties because it was probably a vaudeville theater in the twenties, uh, we are doing the music of the twenties, and that is of course the music of Bershwin. Uh, Bershwin. Bershwin. <laughs> I remember him. George, he was one George of my favorites. Berlin. That's Irving Berlin, George Gershwin, uh, Cole Porter, and Jerome Kern. Uh, there's even a little bit of Duke Ellington in there. and the so stuff we love. It's the stuff uh, a lot of us love, and it's the stuff uh, that uh, we want to, uh, the new generation to get turned on to as well. So we're looking for young people to come to the theater and experience this music of the 20s. Um, and we've got two fabulous, three actually, fabulous singers coming in. Uh, to you know, from Broadway and Springfield, <laughs> to to help us uh, uh, on the program. So it's strike up the band. I won't have. Uh, let's, I won't dance. A fine romance. I love a piano. Um, and there's the music of Irving Berlin. There's no business like show business. Alexander's Ragtime Band. Uh, begin the begin. It's wonderful. The man I love. It don't mean a thing. Uh, the orchestra's going to play a. a, a, a an arrangement of Porgy and Bess's symphonic picture, mm. so music of that era. Um, we'll have a little bit of uh, Old Man River, 
and it's just a, a wonderful program with amazingly talented guest artists coming in from out of town, which is a big part of what the symphony does, and I'm a part that of our mission that I strongly believe in. So it's it's going to be a fabulous evening. Uh, orchestra will be packed on the stage. Uh, people will be, a lot of people will be in the theater. Um, you can bring your mask. That's fine. Uh, in fact, it's required, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Welcome back to Illinois. That's yeah, right. That's the that's says right. there's no option on that. And it's really exciting. Perfect. It's just really exciting to be making music again. Yeah. Um, that's the best part of it. The musicians are psyched to be making music. I'm psyched to be to be making music instead of talking about it. <laughs> and um, we're we're it's it's just a great a great moment. Talk to me about the stick. Whoops, <laughs> I just knocked my. Head. <laughs> Okay, I thought I'd throw my microphone out in Washington <laughs> Street. Um, talk to me about um, that full orchestra on that stage. Wilbur and I were talking when we, when we came to one of the DLO presentations this summer. You know, we grew up in that Fisher in the, the Fisher Theater. Wilbur worked there as an usher, um, and it was always just huge to us. But we're sitting there in the back, and we're kind of looking at it now as adults, and we're thinking. That's a kind of a narrow proscenium. That's not a that's not a wide stage. Right. Not even compared to the high school. It's, right. It's kind of narrow. So how do you pack that? How do you stack that? How do you place those musicians so they all get their piece? Yeah, it's a little bit different, uh, but I think it's going to work out. You know, the high school stage is about sixty wide by forty deep, and the uh, the. The, you know the fissure is more deep than it is wide mm -hmm. so we've got we've got a little bit less um horizontal space to work with and a little bit more depth to work with so um you know it's going to be different but i think the square footage is just enough yeah yeah uh, to to accommodate a full orchestra and uh anybody who's curious about that should come out and hear Absolutely. this concert on saturday at seven thirty. <laughs> there you go at the fisher theater and you can find tickets uh on the yeah, it, Fisher website, go to D, any 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 of the organization's websites have links to, to purchase tickets straight away. So yeah, yeah go to the Symphony's website, the Fisher Theater's website. Call us at the theater. If you call the Symphony's office, their messages get kicked forwarded to us straight away too. So, okay. lots of ways to take care of you. So, Jeremy, talk a little bit about sound. I uh, one of the things I didn't even think about when I was a kid sitting there watching a movie. You know, you don't think about that stuff. But once it was redone and reopened, I was so blown away by the sound quality within that theater. I mean, you literally can sneeze in one corner and you can hear it everywhere. I mean, I think the sound is just amazing. What are you expecting? I don't having know. a full orchestra. I, I just I can't imagine what that's <laughs> going to be like. I, I'm so excited by that. I do not know what to expect. Um, the 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 theater and the stage was not built for an orchestra performance. It was built for sure. for for actors and and, and vaudeville and vaudeville to yeah. be on that stage, and there used to be a minuscule pit that held eight, mm -hmm. ten, twelve musicians down in front. That's the way these theaters were built, and how vaudeville shows were run. Um, the 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 stage has a very high ceiling, um, which is higher, uh, which is blocked kind of by by the proscenium. But we're going to have sixty odd musicians on that stage, and and the theater itself is half the size of the auditorium at the high school so it's a smaller box and i'm expecting a lot of sound waves to bounce around we just don't know exactly what it'll sound like on the stage for the musicians who have to be able to hear each other and for me to hear them 
but what it will sound like in the hall. And I know what you've heard. I've, I've sat in the hall and listened to some things, and it sounds like it should be promising. But, but you um, don't know I, that. We just yeah. don't know. Yeah, so this yeah. concert this concert is kind of the christening, the the uh, the audio christening, if you will, of, of what the orchestra will sound like in the hall. And mm. uh, I'm going to have to rely on others to tell us, um, you know, could, yeah. could they hear the strings? Could you hear the, you know, the second flute? Could you hear... You know, could you hear the French horns? Um, you know, we know that some of the sounds will poke out nicely. We know the brass will be heard. We know the percussion will be heard. But how will that string sound sound? You know, we just we just don't know those things. And I'm 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 cautiously optimistic. I think it I think it should sound very good. Because we've had more than one conversation about the fact that you can listen to music on your phone all you want to. But until you've set your rear in a seat in an auditorium and listen to live music being performed right in front of you, you do not know what that feels like. Yeah. It's it's stunning. And so I think the potential for being quite stunned on Saturday is, is pretty significant. I, I hope so. And, and, and even more importantly, and I know everybody in this room will agree, you know, just the ability to come together as a community. Yes and listen to something live as a community instead of at home on our computer or on our damn phones pardon me or or you know in these other kind of sterile and mm-hmm. um, isolated isolated yeah. ways i mean i think this is the this is the true damage that covid has done to our society as if we needed more damage you know that 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 we haven't been able to congregate the way we the way we like to well, and I'm not sure we realize what we're missing, uh, too, because yeah. the longer you do that, the less it kind of matters, to be honest, and that's disturbing and very, very concerning. We're going to go to break. Be back in just a moment. Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490. Too bad you missed that break. <laughs> Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490. WDAN, Linda Bolton in the studio with maestro Jeremy Swirling, with uh, the Fisher Director, Fisher Theater Director Jason Rome, talking about the symphony concert that is Saturday night, the kickoff of the uh, blending of the symphony and the Fisher Theater as we experiment and see what that is like, and I think it's going to be wonderful. Jeremy talked, we were, actually, let's continue what we were just talking about, the, because the arts community is such a huge part of our community. We've had to step away from that because of COVID. We've lost some of that passion. A lot of it's still there, but we've lost some of that connection. And you start losing connections, and it gets easier and easier to stay that way and not reconnect. So really, this this concert Saturday night is more than just about people coming and listening to the symphony orchestra. Yeah, it's it's about the dawn of a new era. New era. It's it's the almost post COVID era, and um, it's about reestablishing and reconnecting with all of our base. Uh, symphonies base, the arts community base, the Danville base, and and letting people know that it's time to come out and be together again, uh, in, in in at least even if you do have to wear a mask. And so we are putting on a season, and we're going forward. It starts it starts this Saturday, and then in December, we're going to have what's called a swinging Christmas uh, with Steve Lipia, who's going to come and do his sort of Frank Sinatra style big band Christmas. 
And then uh, in March, we're uh, or is it March? Yeah, it's in yeah. March. March. We're doing uh, a classical concert, um, also in the theater, uh, which will feature Dvorak's New World Symphony and uh, Tom de Torres is going to play clarinet concerto. We all love Tom and and Dottie and and Tom. Tom is great. Tom is just a great guy and he's a wonderful clarinet player. And then uh, in in April on April thirtieth, we're gonna we are going to finally get our Stars of the Silver Screen concert on the mm. stage. That will be uh, music of the of the movies, great music of the movies, and that will be back on the uh, high school auditorium stage just because that orchestra has to be so much bigger mm -hmm. and that that's just the only place to do it there's a community choir involved in and that there's a big, too, a big so. oh wow that's yeah. right that's right and it's gonna be one of the big shows it's yep. gonna be the big show yep but um you know it it we're excited to be launching the season we're excited to be working with the theater jason's been a great help uh we've got our sponsor sponsors lined up and this the sponsor for this this concert is yep, Iroquois, Iroquois federal yep. Iroquois federal we want to Thank the bank and their foundation and Tom Chamberlain and all the staff at, at Iroquois uh, for their continued commitment, helping see us through, uh, see us through this period and being there when we needed them. So um, looking forward to acknowledging them lots and lots and uh, just looking forward to making music. Absolutely. And, and again, we, we, we way too often sell short how important the arts community is to this community. This community that gets knocked around all the time for lots of things that it doesn't even deserve. Sure. And I'm so tired of it. I'm, I'm weary of the Facebook and social media crap, and that's what it is. Um, one of the things we can really be proud of is our arts community and the commitment that we have. Uh, it matters to us. It matters to us that we have a symphony. And you could be anywhere, Jeremy. You're that talented. We know that. But you're here. You come back here every year. And you give us this opportunity to experience music, fill our hearts, make us smile, take us to some place we don't even we don't even expect to get to, and that's what all those musicians do, which is really what's so incredibly wonderful. Okay, seven thirty Saturday night. Yep. Yeah, tickets are available. Let's talk about those tickets, Jason. Let's sure. make it real clear how people can get them, how easy yeah. it is. It, the easiest method, if you're comfortable, is online. Um, you can go to either the symphony or the theater's Facebook pages. They're set up as events, all the concerts, uh, with ticket links there. You can go to our websites, either Danville Symphony Orchestra or Fisher Theater's websites. Um, there are tickets available there. Um, either way, it's pretty straightforward. You get to pick your seats. Um, you can still purchase a season subscription. That's why I was just going to yeah, ask about that. Um, that's something that, I mean, going on with support, right? The best way to support arts organizations, especially in our community, any community, is to experience them, right? Buy tickets experience what they have to offer um, and and that's the best way you can support the arts is actually purchase tickets and patronize them um, but uh, but yeah uh, you can still purchase a season subscription that will get you uh, three tickets to all three shows at the Fisher Theater um, we're gonna open up single ticket sales for the stars of the silver screen show since it's at the high school at the different venue at the Diff Dick Van Dyke Auditorium and because so many people had already purchased tickets to that show when it was canceled um, we're, we're gonna have that set up separately so um, okay. yeah any website call us 
us, knock on the door, you know, whatever. But if you go online and, and buy buy a season ticket, consider doing that. That would be amazing. I don't helpful. recommend it, but the theater is big enough. If you if you just can't decide if you're going or not, you can show up probably and still get a ticket. Yep. Yeah. We you see what seven hundred something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We see, we can you, seat about eight hundred people. There's probably room for you. Jason will find room for you. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll get you and taken Jason care of. And Jason will be doing cartwheels in the back of the theater if this goes as well as we hope that it does. Gentlemen, for thank sure. you so much for being with us again. We look forward to talking to you uh, for the next concert. Yeah, great. Because it's always fun. Join me tomorrow. I'm going to be talking about uh, mental health first aid training with Jim Russell and Beth Connect. We'll be doing that on Zoom. So please tune in. Thank you, gentlemen, and thank you, Jeremy, for caring about our community so much. It does matter. Thank you, Linda. We, we, we forget sometimes to thank you for that, but it matters. No, I appreciate that. Thank Join you. us tomorrow for Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. I'm Linda Bolton. Danville's Talk Station, 1490 WDAN Danville, W284DD Danville, and online at vermilioncountyfirst.com. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.